This episode of the Trek Geeks podcast is brought to you by the Trek Geek Shop. Now you can help support our show and get yourself some cool Star Trek gear at the same time. Check out our line of t-shirts, mugs, hats, and other items for your inner Trek geek at shop.trekgeeks.com. Hi, this is Kipley Brown, Lieutenant Barbara Smith on Star Trek Continues, course plotted for the biggest little show this side of the Alpha Quadrant. It's the Trek Geeks Podcast with Dan Davidson and Bill Smith. It's the biggest little show this side of the North Pole. Happy holidays, everybody, and welcome to the Trek Geeks podcast. I'm your co-host, Bill Smith. This is episode 87. We're so glad you're here. Thanks so much for downloading and uh, taking time out of your busy weeks to spend an hour with a couple of really geeky Trek fans. Uh, Speaking of fans, I'd like to introduce my co-host. He himself is the embodiment of Christmas spirit, so much so that I would love to jam a tree (laughs) <laughs> well, I'll just leave it at that. Uh, Dan, Dan Davidson, happy holidays, buddy. Thanks, man. Wow. Woo. That's a way to wake me up for the podcast. I'll tell you that right now. Ooh, oh my goodness. Good to be here, I think. Time to haul out the ornaments. <laughs> wow. Okay. We'll take that as you will. And uh, um, I don't have anything to say about that, Forrest. Other than, <laughs> other than ouch. Ouch. A big ouch. All right. We've, uh, you know, we're winding down the year, Dan. This is uh, sort of our last look at the 50th anniversary year for Star Trek. And mm-hmm. we figured, why not take a look at the career of one of its central figures? Yeah, it is. Uh, it's a great career. That's for sure. As you said, it's winding down. This weekend, actually, is the last creation uh, convention for the big anniversary celebration out in San Francisco, I believe it is. Um, so, yeah, why not take a look at uh, the career of, of one of the men who was responsible for this 50 years of awesomeness? And that's Mr. Awesomeness himself, Mr. William Shatner. I mean, how can you not take a look at Star Trek and not examine the Shat himself? We, uh, you know, we're big Shatner fans. We love the guy. You know, he has, you know, helped create a character that at one point, I'm sure, in both of our collective childhoods, you know, was our boyhood hero to some extent. Mm. But, um, you know, we figured what better way to show some Shatner love than to uh, take a look at some of the more humorous outings in his career or things that we've just really enjoyed. So speaking of enjoyment, Dan, Uh. how might the listeners of this here podcast share their enjoyment of the Trek Geeks podcast with us? Well, there's uh, several ways, Bill. I'll be happy to share that with everyone. On Twitter, Facebook, and Skype, our handle is Trek Geeks. And you can also send us an email at trekgeeks at starfleet.com. 
Uh, also, give us a call at 508-784-1701, and we would love it if you would leave us a voicemail. You can also do the same thing if you go to speakpipe.com slash trekgeeks on your mobile device. Uh, also, you can now join our official Facebook group, Camp Kittimer. Lots of great discussion, as always, going on over there. A lot of Christmas stuff going on these days. Uh, join up by going to facebook.com slash group slash Camp Kittimer. We will let you right in. And just because we love you so much, we're going to give you early access to the Trek Geeks podcast. And that is a Christmas present unlike any other, I think. It, tr- it truly is. It really is. But, Bill, I do have to say one thing. What's that? Please, remember that any comments or messages you leave in any of these places may be used in a future episode. Back to you. Dan, I want to thank you for doing that so well. That was great job, Mr. It's going to be a fun episode. Dan, this just in over the holiday wire. News from the North Pole. It's time for the, all the latest Star Trek news from our great friends at treknews.net. Online at treknews.net. It's news, Trek news. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> you, you're just taking this to a different level every, every time. Every week I'm going to try to do something different, I think, now. <laughs> the ABC World News Tonight theme morphs into something else. <laughs> I love it. And I just, uh, you're you're killing it, buddy. I love it. <laughs> well, Dan, we've had a lot of anniversaries in the Star Trek world lately, and um, this week was no exception, was it? I know, right? Man, it seems like every week recently we've got an anniversary of some kind. We just recently re- uh, discussed Star Trek Four and First Contact celebrated anniversaries. Now we're going to tell people how old we really are because the Undiscovered Country just recently celebrated its 25-year anniversary. And then I was even more shocked to find out that the motion picture celebrated its 37th anniversary just last week. Whoa. <laughs> we are old. Old, old, yeah. yeah, but it's okay. Old. Is it? <laughs> because Shatner's in every one of those movies. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. Wow, we're covering all the bases. Yeah, well, you gotta. But yeah, lots of anniversaries. And as we mentioned, it's it's interesting that back in the day when these movies came out, not so much the newer ones, but they weren't summer blockbusters. They were released in the beginning of winter, which I find very interesting. Yeah, I think so too, especially with TMP as as widely anticipated as it was and you know with uh with fandom clamoring for more Star Trek. I'm stunned that you know Paramount dropped it in December of all things. And I don't know why I don't remember December as a child, but um you figure I was 10 years old when it came out. Yeah. Yeah. And uh I just for some reason I thought I saw it during warmer weather. Maybe it was an exceptionally warm winter, I don't know, but uh, same with me. Yep. And Undiscovered Country being 25 years old, I, I remember exactly where I was in Denver when I saw that. And uh, that's a little mind-blowing, I'm not going to lie. It's amazing that that people always remember things as they're growing up, and it's always Star Trek related with us. <laughs> I wonder why that is. I don't know. Good question. We should, uh, we should maybe do a podcast. We should maybe get some help on that. Uh, (laughs) clinical help yes (laughs) yeah exactly dan also in the news it looks like former star trek discovery showrunner brian fuller has chosen three words to sum up the new series he helped create 
Yeah, it's an interesting article. As uh, as we talked about a few weeks ago, of course, uh, Brian is, was no longer um, tagged as the exi- uh, as one of the top people uh, with the new Star Trek Discovery show, and we theorized that he basically was going to be gone altogether, and and that's exactly what's happened now. Uh, but in an interview, he did say those three words on how he's going to describe the show, and it's very basic: quote, understand each other. I think that's kind of interesting. It'll uh, it'll be uh, interesting to see how everything unfolds. I do too. That uh, I think that opens up a world of possibilities. I mean, it makes me wonder in what context that could possibly be applied, or, or possibly all contexts, because part of exploration is understanding the the cultures that we meet. But maybe we have to understand each other within the crew itself. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah, that's how I'm actually taking it because we do know about some of the crew members and what's going on with them. So that, uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. It is uh, worth noting also in regards to Brian Fuller that he did write the first two episodes of the series and he did pretty much have an outline for what the first season was going to be like. He also did say that the new uh, people who were running the show, uh, Gretchen Berg and Aaron Harberts, could potentially deviate from that original plan. So we'll see what happens. But uh, I got to put faith in what he wrote is going to be pretty awesome because he has been involved in Trek in the past. Well, as have other people involved with Discovery. Yeah. You know, Joe Minoski was a, was on the writing staff with him mm-hmm. at Voyager, I believe. And, yep. Um, you know, Nick Meyer, obviously, who directed Star Trek, the, uh, Star Trek 6, The Undiscovered Country, is still on board. Kirsten Beyer, who's written a lot of novels, is still on board. Um, you know, I, I, think, I think it's in good hands, and I look forward to May. I really do. I do too. I think it's in very good hands. I, I, I don't want it to sound as if I'm concerned because I'm not at all. And we've seen a lot of, uh, uh, when this news broke, we saw a lot of the negative trolling out there on social media about it. But I I am not concerned at all. I'm, I'm still very positive for what we're going to see come this spring. Same here. And Dan, another thing I'm very positive about is two of my personal favorite convention guests have been added to the slate at STLV 17 this August. Yeah, the the list is growing and growing. And uh, as you said, two of our favorites, I've only seen them on stage a couple of times, but they've been great each time. And that's Jonathan Frakes and Terry Farrell have been officially added to the 2017 Las Vegas convention guest list. They are shooting for more than 100 celebrities, celebrities as they usually do. And they've got uh, well over a third of that already and it's only December uh, early December as we record today so that's pretty awesome I think with it being the 30th anniversary of next generation we're still going to get a lot of of um, hoopla for this convention like we did for the 50th of TOS uh, so I think a lot of people are going to be lining up to be there for this one uh, come August I think so I think you're perfectly right and Dan I need to uh, take a little segue here that's not on the outline and I think this calls for a dear Terry Farrell moment. What do you think? Oh, yes, please. Please do. I'm going to get my coffee mug and hold it in both hands. Okay, here we go. Dear Terry Farrell. Hi there. Bill from Trek Geeks here. We just wanted you to know how much we truly love you and we're very psyched to see you in Las Vegas. You know, several years ago, you and I were on the same flight to Las Vegas, and you couldn't have been nicer, even if I did seem like a crazed stalker, and I still apologize for that. But Terry, know that we are overjoyed at your presence at STLV 17, and you'll be one of the people we are looking forward to see more than any other. In fact, even more than Jonathan Franks. So Terry, we hope you have a wonderful holiday season, you and your family, and all the best from us here at Trek Geeks. Thanks. How was that? Wow. I, whew, that was beautiful. I know. The Christmassy music really helps, right? Oh, God. 
<laughs> Dan, speaking of something else that might bring you to tears, it looks like Trek News has an amazing and outstanding review of the forthcoming Blu-ray, The Roddenberry Vault. Yes, and uh, this is something that is 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 big, I think, for, for fans. Uh, Never-before-seen footage. Uh, treknews.net has a great review. Don't want to get too much into it, but let's just say that if this is not under two person's particular trees in a couple weeks, I think it's easy to say that there's going to be an order placed on Amazon.com or some other uh, online retailer very quickly after Christmas. I think that's 100% true. In fact, I'm going to go on the record and say it's, I'm not even going to wait till Christmas night. If uh, if I hit 10 o'clock in the morning and I haven't opened that thing, I'm whipping out my phone and I'm going to Amazon and I'm, I'm going to next day delivery that thing if I have to. <laughs> There's been a lot of great things uh, coming out, uh, pictures and uh, and little snippets of what's in store uh, on this amazing, uh, I don't know if documentary is the right thing to call it, but uh, I can't wait to see it. Just can't wait. I'm sure there's documentary portions. I mean, there have to be, but even just the footage and, and some of what we heard in Vegas where it, it potentially shapes or reshapes the way we look at some of these original series episodes, especially... Um, who mourns for Adonai? I I can't I can't wait for that. I, I can't wait to see those scenes. The Roddenberry Vault on Blu-ray. What are we doing a commercial for that? Oh, now? Sorry, <laughs> it's just exciting. I just, just get you know, things take over. <laughs> Don't make me do a dear Rod Roddenberry moment. I'm not ready for that. <laughs> oh, go ahead right now off the cuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one of the universal truths, at least in our minds, Dan, is how much we love the man known as William Shatner. Testify. <laughs> okay. All right. We love him. Back to you. No, seriously. In all seriousness, we've talked in the past about um, the TOS and, and the uh, importance of Leonard Nimoy as Spock in that a lot of people relate to Spock as the big character on on TOS but you know we got to say also that if it wasn't for Shatner I don't think TOS would have the following that it does today he was brilliant as Kirk and he's been brilliant in a lot of the things that he's done but it all started with with TOS 50 years ago at least in my mind and uh we love this guy we love what he does he's hilarious um in a way that you don't expect him to be um, and I think that's one of the things we love most about what he does and his craft that he has. I have to agree with you 100%. I mean, you know, obviously the cage had a much different feel with Jeffrey Hunter. Exactly. You know, his character was in a much different place than 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 Jim Kirk is. But I think that Shatner brought an undeniable quality as a series lead. I mean, you know, forget the feuds with some of the cast members, you know, forget what people say is, is his ego. If you look at the performances as Captain Kirk in that series, they are what propels the story forward. I mean, it, it, he clearly is the central figure of the show. It wasn't the ensemble piece that necessarily Star Trek is today. He was the lead, and there were, you know, sort of the, the other two characters in the, the triumvirate. And he brought a, a gravitas to that character that I don't think many people could have brought at that time. No, I agree. And and over the years, of course, we've seen that other people were considered for the role of Kirk. I believe uh, Kirk Douglas was one, was he not? Um, 
who just celebrated his 100th birthday this week. But I th- I remember reading. I'm pretty sure it was him. And and as great as an actor as he is, and 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 he was famous, very famous back in those days. I'm just glad they decided to go with Shatner because uh, it completely changed the course. I think of what the show would have been like. Well, Jack Lord, even if he'd gotten the ownership piece he wanted, wouldn't have been the same. Lloyd Bridges. That's you know, what I, was, was, I think it was Lloyd Bridges. My apologies. It wasn't Kirk Douglas. Who was rumored for a while, especially after, um, what was it, uh, uh, the show with the Sea View? I can't remember the name of it. Uh, was it Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea? Something like that. Um, whichever was it, the underwater show that was yeah, before that my time. Yeah. Um, he certainly would have brought a different quality to Captain Kirk, but still not the same. But there is something about Kirk that I think will always be Shatner. I mean, Chris Pine turns in a, a fine performance as as this iteration of Kirk, but he clearly is not Shatner, and there clearly are differences. Do you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. There's some nuances that I'm sure Chris Pine has taken in when he is playing Captain Kirk, because when you do play Captain Kirk, you have to bring some kind of Shatner-esque uh, feeling into the into the role, and he does it. We see Vic Mignogna do it uh, very very well with uh, with Star Trek Continues. But Chris Pine certainly does the same thing. I think one of the things that stands out most to me is in the at the end of the two thousand nine reboot when he sits down in the chair, bones, and he's got his legs crossed just the way Shatner did it. And yeah. I think that I think that's done very purposefully, and it it works because we can all relate to the moves and the actions and the and the way that Kirk uh, Shatner spoke as Captain Kirk. I have to agree with you 100%. I um I, I think that one of the things that you know, I, I appreciated the most was when my wife took me to a convention in Boston to finally meet Shatner and um how did you feel when you went for your photo op this past August? Can you cuz I mean this is uh, this is like meeting <laughs> one of our all-time heroes. Yeah. Were you nervous? Yes, I was actually. I was in a the line was not as well, I got there early, so the the line was of course ridiculously long, but I wasn't at the end of it. I was in the the beginning third, I think. So we're all waiting for him to come in and of course he comes in and everybody starts applauding and they've got security everywhere, no cell phones, all this that and the other thing. So it happens so fast that you don't really get a chance to appreciate it. Um, anybody who's been in line for photo ops anywhere, but especially Vegas, it is it is bang, bang, bang. You get there, you sit, you, you stand there for a second, he takes a picture and you're off. And if the picture comes out bad, oh well. But um, I, I will have to say, uh, when I did walk up to have the photo op with him, I walked up to him, he looked right at me and went, well, hello. <laughs> and it was, it was really funny. And I said, all I could say is it's a real honor, Mr. Shatner. And then we looked at the camera, took the picture. He said, thank you. And I walked away. But it was still just a moment that was like, oh, my God, I'm standing with William Shatner. And the picture came out fantastic. So I'm very happy about that. Finally got my picture with the captain. And I will get an autograph this year in Vegas. You know, I felt very much the same way, you know, in Boston when I when I met him, you know, it was it was kind of a bucket list item for me. It's like, well, you know, I've always wanted to meet William Shatner ever mm-hmm. since I was a boy. And my wife said, well, guess what? We're going to go to the Star Trek convention in Boston. You can finally meet William Shatner. I'm like, ah, 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 <laughs> what? And it's like you said, it, it's it's amazingly fast. And at that time, I think this was um, 2011, maybe. Mm-hmm. He was uh, promoting the captains oh, yes. on his his documentary project, and he talked a little bit about uh, his Get a Life uh, documentary, which uh, I can't remember if that came out before the captains or after. But he was talking about that and how his perception of convention had 
had changed over time. And for the longest time, he, he admits he didn't get it. He thought people were making fun of him at these conventions. And I, I think it took a lot of, of, of soul searching and a lot of, you know, hindsight to realize that these people are here because, you know, they love Star Trek and they appreciate what I did as an actor. And so that it got to a point where that meant a lot to him. And he, he didn't necessarily apologize straight away, but he wanted fans to know that he understood and that he genuinely loved them. Yeah. So, and that was right before my photo op. So no pressure. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, go- I'm going through the line and I get to a shatter in the, it's taking a few seconds longer than normal because the photographer either has to, you know, change the setting on his camera or I don't know if he's uploading photos automatically, but I, uh, I had the chance to say, you know, uh, Mr. Shatner, thank you for so many wonderful performances over the year. Really, it, this is, uh, this is an honor. And he looked over his shoulder and he said, no, really, thank you for being here. Wow. And it takes, you know, there's a lot of stories about Shatner. You know, how he's just way too aloof or he can be, you know, or in years past, he could be a little gruff and he was personable. And you could tell that they were words that meant something to him very, you know, deeply. And so I got my photo and then I was gone. I got it signed in Vegas that year. And uh, a friend of mine, Ed Cardula, had actually photoshopped it. So it looked like there was a planet behind us on the Enterprise in orbit. And I took that to him and... You know, uh, at the time I got it signed, people were, you know, having memorabilia signed, mm. you know, and starships and action figures. And I, I put that down on the table and he looked at it and he goes, oh, this is wonderful. And he looks up at me, he goes, thank you. And he signs it. Instead of handing it to the handler to, to give back to me, he handed it to me himself. He goes, nice. thank you so much for this. And I was on my way. So it, it couldn't have been a better experience, you know, as, as a fan. That's awesome. And I, I really appreciated it. I've, we've heard this, you just said, we've heard the stories. I've heard the stories. I don't get that sense when he is doing things like this. Um, I didn't get it from standing in line for a long time. And he's got, literally, he's probably got a thousand people in line to get a picture with him. And he has to sit there the whole time and smile. But it doesn't, it doesn't look like it bothers him at all. It looks like he is, is genuinely having a good time. He gets to see all these great cosplayers and people thanking him for what he does. And, and, not to sound like we're we're putting the guy up on a pedestal, but he is he has changed the course of people's lives with what he's done because people people's lives have been affected by the show so much. So I think he gets that, like you said, for a while he may not have, but now he does, and now is all that matters to me. He's enjoying going to these conventions. Of course, I'm sure he gets paid pretty good, but that's beside the point. He he enjoys talking to the people. He enjoys telling the stories uh, when he's on stage and. Uh, I look forward to seeing him again in Vegas this coming August. As do I. It's it's always a highlight for me. You know, sometimes he can go off on some pretty heady discussions, and I appreciate that. I mean, exactly. you know, he's he's not just thinking about <laughs> the convention or Star Trek or his next gig. You know, was was he talking about th- this past year, like quantum, you know, mechanics, and, <laughs> and it's like, whoa, whoa. dude, it's uh, it's it's early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's why the man needs a holiday, Dan. And we've got one for him, Bill. Well, technically, we've got eight. Yeah, well, that's true. Actually, I got a question for you about that. Yeah. Uh, when we discussed what we were going to be doing for today's show and preparing for it, I've heard about it. I've heard you talk about it. But there may be people out there who aren't familiar with this wonderful eight days. So, Bill, what is Shatnamus? 
Well, Dan, <laughs> I have to say it's a it's really just a salute and tribute to William Shatner and his career. You know, I started it kind of randomly back in 2009 on my Facebook profile. And I made this declaration that, you know, today, December 12th, will be known this year and every year after as Shatnermas. And I thought it would be a day of like mirth and merriment and clips with a particular blend of staccato delivery and possible overacting, no. uh, allegedly, oh. to be shared among friends. And I figured, you know what, let's share and celebrate Shatner by putting it on someone's wall. Let's share Shatner among our friends and say that 10 times fast. <laughs> and then I had the brilliant idea a day later. It's like, well, you know, his his career is so long and he's done so many different things, whether it's singing or acting or, or as an author or as a, a it's commercials, mm. you know, that Shatnermas should run for a series of days. So I chose eight and I figured that it was a great way to 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 share a, a wide variety of things. And that's kind of how Shatnermas was born. Nice. I um we talked we had it on trekgeeks.com several years ago and we uh, we kind of let it fall by the wayside, but I figure what better year than the 50th anniversary year than to bring Shatnermas back and celebrate the man, the myth, the legend in some of his famous and maybe not so famous performances across the years. What do you think? I think it's brilliant. I think that you should copyright that like tomorrow. <laughs> of course, I'm sure we'll get a call from his office if you do. <laughs> uh, that is probably yeah. true. <laughs> so, you know, eight days, I figure we could uh, divide and conquer this in the past. I've always done it on my own. But um, I figure we can share some of the things we most appreciate about Shatner's career, whether you know they're, they're you know, characters he's created or appearances he's made. And Dan, on the first day of Shatner, Miss, I give to you... One of my favorite modern era Shatner clips. He w- appeared once on the uh, the old, I think it's TBS or TNT, the old uh, late night show Lopez Tonight before Conan O'Brien came over. And no, no, that show was not great. But but William Shatner himself was on it, and he sang a very special song. And nothing gets me in the spirit like CeeLo Green's mega hit. You. <laughs> it's so this is it's he's got backup singers wearing you know. a, one of them's wearing a Captain Kirk uniform. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but uh let's take a listen to that clip because this is one of my favorites. You said you had you, you said you had a song that you wanted to debut your performance. <laughs> well, we're talking about words you can't say. I'm gonna say it. You have a song? I have a song, and I'm just gonna say the words. Okay, okay, here we go. William Shatner! I see you walking around town with the girl I love, and I'm like, you. I guess the change in my pocket wasn't enough. I'm like, you, and uh, her too. I said I was richer, and I'd still be with her. Ha! Now, ain't that some stuff? And although there's a pain in my chest, I still wish you the best with a you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Can't afford a Ferrari. But that don't mean I can't get you there. I guess he's an Xbox, and I'm more an Atari. But the way you play your game ain't fair. Oh, I pity the fool that falls in love with you. 
got some news for you, yeah Go run and tell your little boyfriend I see you driving around town with the girl I love And I'm like, you I guess the change in my pocket wasn't enough I'm like, you and uh, her too If I said I was richer, I'd still be with you, yeah Ain't that some stuff? And although there's a pain in my chest, I still wish you the best with the f- you. Dan, how do you not want to get up and dance when William Shatner himself is singing a bona fide top 10 <laughs> Billboard hit? He is... I'll tell you what, there's so many things that we love about him, but his the way he does songs, I mean, we've talked and joked about what he did back in the day when, uh, back in the 70s, uh, you know, the girl with kaleidoscope eyes, that whole thing, him singing a song and then trying to figure out exactly what song he's singing is part of the fun, but he is hilarious doing that, and he's so genuine, he really wants to say, F- you, but he does, but it's just, it's beautifully done. <laughs> it's a, it really is. I um this is one of my favorite clips. I remember watching it, you know, the night after it aired and I was rolling so much. I had tears streaming down my face. I uh it's 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 a go-to Shatner miss clip. You know, it I I can't not include it. And I realized I just employed a double negative, but you know what I mean. I do. And and last night as I was reviewing, I haven't seen this clip in a long time, I will be honest. So I pulled it up last night and I was watching it with my wife Susan and I was dying and she's just sitting there with a look on her face shaking her head i could tell she was enjoying it (laughs) yeah well dan uh, it looks like day two then falls to you on on the second day of shatnermas the shat he gave to us he gave to us uh, he's a proud canadian he is very proud of his heritage uh and why wouldn't he be um so there is a clip out there where he is redoing the Canadian national anthem as only Shatner can changing words and singing in his very monotone way. It's, it's hilarious right from the get go. And you have to watch it all the way through the credits too. How are we with a picture? We're good with sound. Dr. Shatner. Okay, Bill, let's uh, walk it through. Okay. Oh, Canada. Our home. And what are you doing? Uh, with what? No, uh, with the words. It sounds, you're speaking it. I'm singing. It's how I sing. Just uh, like, oh. Oh, Canada. No, can you do it? Um, sure, no, no. Can you do the like melody, like... Uh, Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Yeah, that's no. No, it's that good. Sounds, no, no, that's, no. But that sounds sad. Oh is sad. Ah, yeah, is not sad. Could we make it? Yeah. Canada. I got a better idea. Hey, Sea Rock. See, that's more upbeat. Here's the way I think it should go. Our home and native land. Uh, that's rude. Right? I mean, our home. But also, I mean, it's, it's, it's native land. Our home on native land. That's the way to do it. That sounds kind of meaner, I think. I'd... Glorious and free. How about, how about 
Fabulous and free. Fabulous. That sounds current. Can't say fabulous? Proud and free? No. Then what are we doing here? Bill, this is for the ceremony. You were, you're getting an award. I did? That's fabulous. What'd I win? The Governor General's Performing Arts Award for Lifetime Achievement of Canada. That's, hey, fantastic. Is that fantastic? Well, I'm honored. Truly. Uh, let's have it. Is, it. is it like a trophy or something? No, no, it's like a, it's like a distinction. You, it's like being knighted. Oh. You, would you rather have a trophy? Yeah, sure. Trophy I can see my face in. Or maybe there's, uh, I don't know how to express this more obliquely, but cash associated? I don't, uh, it's, it's a big honor. It's just a, it's a big honor. Well, that's good enough, right? Okay. Bill, what are you, what are you doing? And now he's typing away on his phone, you know? Yeah. Ready to go. Yeah. So. Uh, wait a minute, I'm tweeting here. Oh, wait. I have a half a million followers. They demand entertainment. All Shatner, all the time. That's, okay. Let's just continue. Actually, I was just reading over the song. It's confusing. It's outdated. Yada, 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 bada, 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 bada. Listen, if you give me a, a few minutes, I could spruce it up and make it really sing. Please don't. I did. You'll like it. Bill. Oh, Canada. Hey. Cheer up. You can't. No. Our home and native land. On native land. True patriot love of same-sex partnership. In all our sons command, and our daughters, with glowing hearts like E.T., we see thee rise, the true north, strong and free, free health care. All this is new. From far and wide, redundant, oh, Canada. Big smile. We stand on guard for thee. God keep our land, all gods, or, or, or no god, glorious and free, free of smog. Oh, Canada, we stand on guard for thee. Oh, Canada, we stand on guard. Guard yourself from frostbite. For, it's all, I don't even know what we're doing here. Thee. Canada, it's an honor. You're fabulous. Well, wait a minute. You're not going to show this to anybody. No, this is for you. Well, this is for your award show. No, no, seriously. You, uh, who's going to see this? No, the um, this will be the. Uh, who do you want to see this? I don't understand. I don't want anybody to see this. That's the point. I mean, this is a good fun thing to do, but I don't want to do this. I mean, this is not, this isn't me. Do you want, uh, you want, you want the award or no? Well, I want the award and I want the prestige and I want the honor. Yeah. But I don't want the, I don't want the, the people. What part was it? Was the singing? It's, it's really good. It's good. It's not good, man. You know it's not good. Why do you tell me it's good if it's not good? I don't have, I'm not very picky. I just thought it was, it's wonderful. Right. I'm telling you, it's really well, good. I don't want this to see the light of day. What if we show it at night? Perfect. <laughs> hey, Bill. Yes. Oh, Canada. <laughs> what, 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 what are you doing to the song? <laughs> Boy, what are you talking about? That's, that's the way I sing. That's the part that I love the most. <laughs> He's like, no, 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 no. Go, oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. 
Oh, Canada. <laughs> it's great. Thank, thank God there's not another vowel in there because it'd be like, oh, Canada. <laughs> Wouldn't sound the same. Sea rock. Sea <laughs> <C> rock. <laughs> well, Dan, um, as we look at the third day of Shatnermas, the Shat gave to us, uh, I think, one of the best tributes to Star Wars creator George Lucas that ever could have been created. This is part of an AFI tribute to George Lucas some years back. And of course, he had to break into yet another song. I love how the first several of these are songs. A man who's not known for singing has... Well, you use song loosely <laughs> when, when we're talking about Shatner. That's but true. it's good. It's more of a suggestion than a noun. Um, but... Uh, this this clip is one that always causes me to to laugh very well. So, George, uh, can I call you George? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You can call me Mr. Shatner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Harrison, uh, obviously, people can't see the uh, the clip. You know, listening to the podcast, but if you go back and watch the clip, we'll put links to these in, in all the show notes. Harrison Ford is just rolling. Oh yeah, he's loving every minute of it. He's dying of laughter. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And now, ladies and gentlemen, William Shatner. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you. Star Trek changed everything. And aren't these conventions wonderful? Mr. Shatner, we want you to open the show. Star Wars? Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I can do Star Wars. I can do it. George. It's George, isn't it? May I call you George? You can call me Mr. Shatner. <laughs> I envy you. I, I really, I really envy you. That hair, I just envy the hair. It's just, it's such, is that a dominant gene? From one star voyager to another. Here's a message, I think appropriate for a man being honored for his life achievement. And now the end is near. And so you face the final curtain. My friend, I'll say it clear. I'll state your case, of which I'm certain. You lived a life that's full. You've traveled each and every shoreway. And more, much, much more than this. You did it your way. a few. Anyone see Howard the Duck? But oh, no, no, the Sith picture, I love that. I love the Sith picture. It's a great Sith picture. But then again, too few to mention. 
You did what you had to do and saw it through without exception. You planned each charted course, each careful step through every doorway, but more, much more than this. You did it your way. I'm sure you knew when you bit off more than you could chew, Baka. Ah, uh, But through it all, when there was doubt, you ate it up and spit it out. You faced it off. You stood tall. And you did it your way. But what is a man? What has he got? Not himself. Then he is not. I'm doing it my way. To say the things he truly feels and not the words of one who kneels. The record shows you took the blows and you did it. Prospered enough. Thank you, George. Dan, he did it his way. <laughs> It is so great, it, and what I love most about this clip is is he's in the, he he does his shtick about Star Trek, and then he's looking at the notes, and he's like Star Wars, and the place thinks that's great. As soon as the music starts, and he's gonna start his version of singing, the place goes nuts. Yeah, and it's so great that people know him for what he does with these songs, and I thought that was that was hilarious. But I gotta say one thing, and it's not related to 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 the chat at all. George Lucas really has to do something with that beard. <laughs> that beard and the neck underneath, it just is so not right, dude. Fix that up. Come I'm convinced on. he just doesn't have a chin anymore. <laughs> no, really, right? It uh, goes from his mouth straight down to his neck, and it's like, dude, it's ran, ran it in. Just, oh, that could be its own Star Wars alien in its own. <laughs> Jar Jar Lucas. Yes. So, Dan, day four... Is up to you, buddy. What do you got day, for us? Day four. Well, as anybody who has listened to this show for a long time knows, uh, and this is this a big shout out to our friend Norm also. He'll probably appreciate this one. I'm a huge World of Warcraft fan. I've been playing it since the early days of beta back in 2000 and, oh God, 2004, I believe it was. So I love World of Warcraft. And the day that William Shatner himself did a World of Warcraft commercial, may have been the day that I could have died completely satisfied with everything in my life. Oh, I wish. <laughs> I mean, uh, wow, wow, really? Yes. <laughs> I, um, I've never played World of Warcraft, but I do remember this series of commercials. And the first thing that sprang to mind, well, let's play the clip and then I'll tell you about it, what came to my mind afterward. How's that? Uh, okay. Hello, I'm William Shatner, and I'm a shaman. I'm a conduit of the ancient forces of nature. You're no doubt wondering, hey, Shatner, how do I hurl bolts of lightning? 
Simple. Get World of Warcraft, dog. You can be anyone you want. I'm William Shatner, and I'm a shaman. What's your game? World of Warcraft, the number one online game. Try it for free at warcraft.com. Bill. Dan. I'm a conduit for the ancient forces of nature. <laughs> sure you are. <laughs> okay, so when I first saw this years ago, the first thought I had was, do you really think Shatner plays WoW? I mean, come on. Come on. Really? I, I did. No. The, the, I think the, I think we're lucky the guy can use Twitter. <laughs> you think he's going to remember Up Arrow and, and all that other stuff? And uh, I mean, maybe he does. I want to give Mr. Shatner worlds of credit. See what I did there? Worlds of credit. Um, Keep going. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that is that commercial is is fantastic. Way better than his promised margarine commercials of the 1970s. <laughs> wow. I forgot to put that on my list. One town in New Jersey, cholesterol went down significantly. Oh, my God. All right. So <laughs> I, I got I to get this thing moving. Okay. Aside from the promised land or whatever it is you're talking about. Bill, what's day five? You got to tell us. Stand <laughs> on the fifth day of Shatner Miss. William Shatner gave us the true meaning of Christmas. This is a clip from Dennis Leary's Merry Effing Christmas special on Comedy Central, I want to say about 12, 15 years ago. And uh, Mr. Shatner is explaining the true meaning of Christmas to a bunch of children and what possibly could go wrong. These presents suck. What's going on here? I hate Christmas. You don't like your presents? Santa Claus is a douchebag. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Sit down, sit down. I'm going to talk to you about the true meaning of Christmas. These are letters. Addressed to Santa from poor kids. Then why do you have them? Shut up. (laughs) Dear Santa... My village was bombed, and we live in a refugee camp. And the only thing I want for Christmas is an end to all suffering and for everyone in the world to stop fighting and get along. Fatima Hishmi. What a wuss. My dad lost his job, and our entire family lives in an abandoned Mazda Navajo. We all have TB. We have to wear clothing we've stolen from other homeless people. We all share our blanket between us and keep warm by rubbing the rats against our skin. So at least they have pets. So how do we get good stuff? Oh, you gotta think big. Never give the fat man any room to think. Demand cash. Give him 14-year-old scotch and a few Cuban cigars. You got that? Believe me, I know the man. Santa comes down the fireplace. He sees Cuban cigars. He sees 14-year-old scotch. He's gonna love you. He's gonna love you. He's going to give you anything to win. Thank you, William Shatner. Perfect. 
<laughs> what a loser. <laughs> 14 year old scotch and Cuban cigars. I got a question for you, though. This one's yeah, hilarious. Yeah. This would never, ever make it in today's world. Oh, no. Oh, my God. It, he would be, he would be like completely knocked out of town on this one. It just, he would not be doing well. No, he, he wouldn't be. Although, I'm glad that this still exists on YouTube. Yes. Somewhere, and I'm glad that we've got the audio from it. It's it's a funny bit. I mean, let's be honest. It is. It's hilarious. And it's just the way he looks so serious and then breaks out a joke. It's awesome. And the kids are like, oh, yeah. Ah. I do have to say the like, kids in that. And, <laughs> wow, really? The uh, the kids in this uh, in this bit were fantastic. They did a great job. They did. Absolutely. I um. It's it's you know when when I first put together Shatner Miss you know eight years ago or so this actually was the clip that kind of got me thinking about it so I kind of had to include it it's it's one of my favorites it's a it's not supposed to be serious in any way and I think that's the best part about it absolutely I'm proud of you man well thanks buddy uh, day six looks like it falls upon your shoulders we look you know we're in the the, the back nine of Shatner Miss if you will ah. and. Uh, Dan, on, on the sixth day of Shatnermas, that uh, that Shat guy gave to us something that I think we all love. We all love, and it's not a funny one either. That's what's the, interesting about this one. I decided to include it, um, but it's one that everybody knows about, and that is his performance in the Twilight Zone episode Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. It is Twilight Zone perfection from the captain himself. Honey, don't smoke that now. Wait till the plane takes off. Fasten your seatbelt, sir. There's a man out there. Would you wake up, please, honey? What are you looking at? Gremlins. Don't look! He's not there now. He jumps away whenever anyone might see him. Hurry! Hurry! What's going on? He's pulling up one of the cowling planes. He did pull it up. I'm the only one who does know. Right now.
One of the things I love most about this one, Bill, is this is another one that, of course, you know, this was done in, what, the late 60s, somewhere around there, this episode? Probably early 60s, I think. Yeah, possibly. And and it's something that obviously would never happen today, post 9-11, but never would have happened pre-9-11 in today's world. And that's where the cops just got his gun hanging right out there over the aisle for him to grab and shoot out the window. (laughs) Oh, I know, right? <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Every, it's amazing because I think that my perception of this scene has been changed over the the years by Jim Carrey, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, because whenever I go to imitate it, I'm essentially imitating Jim Carrey imitating William Shatner right. in Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. There's someone on the wing. <laughs> Some thing. You know, and it's it's so memorable, the whole thing. But I think that probably is the ultimate tribute in my mind because it it makes fun of it, but yet it brings home exactly what the scene is about. I love watching that episode of Twilight Zone. It's one of my favorites, and um, it just it. I think he does a great job in in really showing how v- fragile and vulnerable this man is. Absolutely, one of the things I I think is great about it also is that it's really not a scary looking creature. It's like a big fluffy teddy bear kind of. Um, but it, it, Shatner does a great job playing someone who is clearly losing his mind. Um, I've never seen the Lithgow version of this from the Twilight Zone movie, but I understand that's very well done also. But I don't think anything can top Shatner's performance in this. And you're right. Carrie's um, impersonation of Shatner is what I remember a lot. And I do the exact same thing that you did. But it's it's there. It's for a reason. It's because it's so good. Without a doubt. I um, I have seen the Lithgow version years ago, and I mean, it's the kind of thing where it's good, but it's just not this. Okay. You know what I mean? I'll have to check it out at some point. Yeah. Well, Dan, as we uh, wind up with the last two days of Shatnermas, I can't wait to do this next year already. This is fun. <laughs> um, I think that probably one of my favorite clips is a spoof on a series of Molson commercials that ran some time ago in Canada, where William Shatner proudly declares his heritage, and much like the old SNL Get a Life speech, has fun with it. It's a clip called, I'm a Canadian. I'm not a Starfleet commander. (laughs) Or T.J. Hooker. I don't live on starship NCC-170 or own a phaser. I don't know anyone named Bones, Sulu, or Spock. And no, I've never had green alien sex, but I'm sure it'd be quite an evening. I speak English and French, not Klingon. I drink Labatt's, not Romulan ale. And when someone says to me, live long and prosper, I seriously mean it when I say get a life. My doctor's name is not McCoy, it's Ginsburg.
puppets, not real animals. Puppets! And when I speak, I never ever talk like every word is its own sentence. but I was raised in Montreal. And I believe in Priceline.com where you never have to pay full price for airline tickets, hotels, and car rentals. I've appeared on stage at Stratford, at Carnegie Hall, Albert Hall, and the Monkland Theater in NDG. Now, Dan, if you watch the video of this one, you'll see a photo of his actual doctor that's a little disturbing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I watched it last night, and I'm looking at it, and I was on my iPad, so and I didn't have it full screen, and I'm like, what the hell is that? I'm, I, I, and now you've just make it, made it definitive of what I was actually looking at. Okay. Yep. Step one is clearly cut a hole in a box. <laughs> if if people catch on to what I'm saying, yes, absolutely. It's uh, it's a great uh, it's a great skit. I love the I don't live on the NCC one seventeen O, and he stops, but the whole place finishes it for him. I thought that was great tribute. It's a uh, it proved to me back in the day that he could poke fun at himself mm-hmm. and still provide a series of entertainment. And I don't know if that's kind of the you know the overarching theme of of this phase of Shatner's career because he he re- is really good at you know poking fun at himself to some extent, but um, I think it's moments like this that are the most enjoyable. Yes, when was that filmed? It looks kind of when you when you're looking at him when he's on stage and it's a close up of him. It looks Star Trek three ish or four ish time frame. I thought it was later than that. I was going to say like closer to Generations. Oh, really? Okay. That that was just the way it felt to me. I guess we'll have to uh, we'll have to get the opinions from uh, those in our audience, and they can send those off to us uh, at Starfleet dot com. There you go. Wow, good plug, man. You're on it. Hey, I'm a I'm a trained professional. I may not have gone to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting, Dan, <laughs> but uh, I'm pretty good at this here podcasting gig. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, really? Well, Dan. <laughs> I just gave you the penultimate gift of Shatner Miss, and you actually actually have the the last day of our celebration. Dan, let's make this official. On the eighth day of Shatner Miss, William Shatner gave to us one of I think his best performances. It's one of the most recent, also, because it a pokes fun at himself, like we were talking about just a minute ago. B, brings back one of the most iconic episodes of the original series. And C, brings back the Gorn. (laughs) You keep getting me killed. I thought you had my back. Oh, not again. Oh, my God. 
Hold on. Hold on just a minute. Okay. We're both too old for this kind of thing. Star Trek, the video game. All right, now you're overacting. The first thing I got to say, Bill, is, and I, I'm, I'm sorry if this offends anybody, this game sucks. It does. It really I have does. it. It's terrible. It's, it's a first-person shooter, and there's a lot of bugs. There's a lot of visual problems with it. But the commercial makes up for the game in every way because it is perfect. Yeah, I hit a spot in the game I just couldn't go forward on. Same and it was me. like, I gave up. Yep, absolutely. Same thing. But for for the Gorn to be back and, and for Shatner to be there and when he's standing, oh, here we go again. Just there's so many things in this commercial that make it so great and such a perfect shatner moment. I only wish that Bobby Clark had been in the Gorn suit oh, again. That would have been great. That would have been the only way to make it absolutely perfect. But I remember when I first saw this commercial a handful of years ago, and uh, it really was probably the best Shatner commercial ever. I think so. It has everything. It's got the slow motion Gorn fight. It's got the neck chop. It's got the ear smack. And then at the very end, when the Gorn is screaming because he popped his ears, Shatner's best line, oh, now you're just overacting. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, that is our look, our celebration of of the career of the man himself, William Shatner. It uh, it goes without saying how much we love the guy and how much we just appreciate what he's brought to not only the Star Trek world but to entertainment in general. I cannot uh, agree more. The one thing that I was going to throw in there is kind of a, if there was a ninth day, but I really couldn't find a good clip that I would have liked was, uh, everybody knows that he was uh, well known for TJ Hooker. Uh, not one of the best shows out there, but he he did it for a while. But the episode when Leonard Nimoy guest starred, um, those two back together again after TOS, that's another Shatner moment. Um, maybe a little too strong for shatner but uh, I wanted to throw that one out there as a as a plus one, so to speak. Come on, hooker. Yes. <laughs> you almost spit your coffee everywhere. That's awesome. Don't make me take you down. <laughs> <laughs> that is um, the episode itself. Not great. Ah, but, Leonard's but, uh, in it. but Leonard's in it. And it's just fun to see them on on camera together in something other than Star Trek, which I think exactly. is fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Dan, something else that's fun, listening to all the amazing music from Five Year Mission. We love those guys so much, and we can't thank them enough every week for the music they provide to our podcast. Every bit of music you hear, the exception of the Christmassy stuff and the Dear Terry Farrell, is all Five Year Mission. And we want everyone to head out to fiveyearmission.net, download all their albums, and please tweet Creation Entertainment, Facebook them, email them, let them know you want to see 5YM back as the house band this year at STLV 17 because it really is a great time, Dan. They put on one hell of a show. I God, I hope that they come back as a house band. It just won't be the same there. But uh, 
I watched another episode this week. Oh boy! And 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna mix things up. Remember the old days when they would have a next week on an all new whatever. Next time on an all new Star Trek exactly. generation. This week on an all new Star Trek Deep Space Nine. The crew of DS9 goes to an abandoned Cardassian space station to salvage parts, but all is not as it seems. Apparently, there's a maniacal band hiding on the station. It's M. Nor next week on Deep Space Nine. As soon as you said abandoned space station or whatever it was, I'm like, he is going to drop M. Nor. Oh, my God. Hey, at least now you know what I'm going to do. <laughs> Uh, I I just ah uh, killing me. Ba boom. <laughs> That's and not got, a f- every week, man. They're never stopping. <laughs> oh, great, great. <laughs> yeah, please head on out to fiveyearmission.net. Support the band. Show them your love, and let's get them back as the house band for STLV. Dan. We are about to wrap up our third quarter of the iTunes subscribe and review campaign where one lucky reviewer could win themselves a little bonus. Yeah, right around the holidays, it's always good to win cash. So uh, go on out there and uh, write a review for us, positive or negative. You will still be eligible for this prize. We're going to give someone, a lucky someone, a $25 Amazon gift card or the equivalent, whatever monetary uh, quatloos you use in your area of this wonderful planet we call Earth. So uh, go do a review on iTunes. Bill's going to give you the address, and you could be uh, getting a $25 gift card in the mail right in time for Christmas. You sure could. Head on out to trekgeeks.com slash iTunes for more details. And uh, I think we've only got one more campaign after this one. So uh, hurry up. You could win yourself 25 bucks. That would be great. Nice. Dan, I'd like to take a moment to uh, extend some some holiday wishes to everyone who listens to Trek Geeks. I um, You and I have a lot of fun doing the show. And it wouldn't be the show it is without everybody who listens and everybody who participates via Camp Kittimer and everybody who sends feedback. So I hope that everybody has a, a safe and a happy holiday season. I hope you spend it with lots of people you love and have some great food and build some great memories. And uh, thank you so much for your support during the year. It truly means you know the most to us. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and uh, Happy Holidays, whichever one you celebrate. Yeah, I got to echo those same sentiments, sentiments Bill. It's uh, It really is um, amazing uh, what's been going on here the last uh, almost two years now. And I got to say the greatest gift uh, this holiday season is being able to spend time with our friends and fans and giving them these podcasts and really having a good time with you discussing all kinds of things Star Trek and hearing the feedback that we get. Uh, it truly is a blessing, and I am thankful every day for what we're doing. And I wish everyone out there a very happy holiday season. Do something fun. Do something with the ones you love. Always remember the special things, and uh, we will see you soon. We absolutely will. Uh, Dan, uh, likewise to you and the family, Merry Christmas, buddy. I hope it's a fun one. 
Um, and uh, I hope you finally uh, get your tree all squared away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people will be hearing about that in a minute, I think. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> Dan, why don't you regale us with what's going to happen the next couple of weeks? We may not be here, but people are still going to hear us. Yeah, they are, and uh, hopefully you'll get a little belly laugh or two out of it. We're going to take the next couple of weeks off to enjoy the holiday with friends and family, and we hope you all enjoy the holidays as well. Um, so we are going to have a couple of fun supplementals uh, out over the next couple of weeks. Uh, last year, we did an outtake special, and it was a huge hit. <clears throat> Excuse me. Of course, we all uh, we enjoy doing the outtakes every single week to show what our what our friendship is really like and, and the discussions that we have. So this year, we're not going to have one, Bill. We're going to have two outtake specials uh, coming out just because we love doing them so much. So uh, you can look forward to that for the next two weeks. And once the New Year's celebration dust settles, uh, we'll be back on January 3rd, 2017, for our 2016 Year in Review episode. It's amazing that 2016, the 50th anniversary year of Star Trek, is is all but gone. It's it's flown by. Yeah, but now we have TNG 30. <laughs> and Star Trek Discovery. Oh, uh, 2017 is going to be an amazing year, and we're so glad that everybody is is here with us. Um, it's it's going to be a great ride and we can't wait to bring all this stuff to you. Please remember for more great Star Trek discussion, check out our friends at the Tricorder Transmissions. They're online at thetricordertransmissions.com and of course, for all the latest news on everything Star Trek please visit our friends at treknews.net online at treknews.net Okay, that was easy. <laughs> For now, this has been episode 87 of the Trek Geeks podcast. We do hope you all have a Merry Christmas, live long, and prosper. Coconut. No, that's the wrong song. Merry Coconut, everybody. Christmas. Whoa. <laughs> We're not even five seconds in and I got to bleep that. I know. Well, at least you know where to do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you where to do it in a minute. Wow. Whoa. Oh, Toad. Roll that back. Dial it down. Whatever it's Ew. called. What's up? How are you? Oh, fantastic. How are you? What are you drinking for coffee? I got the cinnamon cookie again. It's, we got like 4,700 K cups worth of it, so I might as well drink them. I have one left, so I saved it for my wife, and I am drinking Boston Cream Donut. I was going to have Boston Cream Donut coffee, but I went. <laughs> That's too funny. Notice New York Cream Donut is not swiffering the nation. Yeah, because no. that would probably be like drinking a pile of crap. Oh, oh. it's bad enough their clam chowder is red. Oh, that's oh, stare at the paint can. So speaking of soup. See how I do that? Those those professional, you know, major market segues that I do. Segways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Segway. <laughs> um, I'm eating soup last night. My wife made some chicken enchilada soup. It's really tasty. You do it in a slow cooker. We've had that. It's very good. And uh, next thing I know, there's something 
uh, in my mouth that feels like a rock. Oh, God. It's part of my temporary filling for oh, my root canal. Oh, knew it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my. I was real happy. Is it stingy? No, no, it's not. It's still, I mean, the area itself is still a little sore mm-hmm. to some extent. I'm, I'm managing with Advil. Yep. But um, uh, you can bet I'm going to be calling the uh, the endodontist uh, oh. first thing tomorrow in the snowstorm. Nice. Yeah, I've been dealing with my tooth that I have to get a root canal on. I still have to wait another month to get it. And it's been bothering me since Vegas. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, but because I've had a couple root canals over the year and crowns, I my insurance is at zero for dental. So I got to wait till it kicks back in on the calendar year. So, yeah, we, um, we're going to Vegas next month and I'm supposed to get my, my crown after we get back. And I don't think I'm going to wait that long. Oh yeah. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to. So speaking of fun nights last night. Yeah. Um, let me tell you a little story. If you got a little sleigh bell sound, you might as well start kicking it off because it's kind of (laughs) Christmassy. We put our tree up last night. Oh, Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, Max and Tasha came up for the weekend so that we could go down to the tree farm and pick one out. And we picked out a nice one. It wasn't too big. It was, it was good size for our living room and we bring it home. And of course I'm a very smart man. Usually. What? Yeah. Um, I tied the rope to the tree on the roof of Max's car, and instead of tying it on the right beam, I tied it on the wrong beam, so all it did was slide. So we almost lost the tree once, so we had to stop and and fix it, and I felt really smart. I said, I'm Bill. I make things go. What? Yeah. So anyway, that's not even the best part of the story. The best part of the story is later on in the nighttime. (laughs) So we decorate the tree. We get the stand on, and we put the put the tree in the stand. And I bring the tree in the house and let it fall during the afternoon. And at night we start decorating, and we decorate, we decorate. Got all my Star Trek ornaments up on the wall, which I always put on a string of lights over the window in the living room. And when we do the tree, and we've got alcohol, uh, hot chocolate to drink as we're doing it, and we're having a good time with the Christmas music playing, and we finish. The last thing I do is I put the star up on, and I just, I love, that star is crooked. It's like from uh, Christmas Story. But it wasn't. It actually was straight, but I like to say that anyway. So then we're done. So the last thing to do is water the tree. And we've got one of those tubes that, like, comes way up, and, like, it has a decoration on it, so it looks like it's part of the decorations. And then you just pour water down the tube, and it fills up the stand. So I take a full thing of water uh, in the plant waterer that Sue's got and I fill the whole thing. I dump the whole thing down there and she's down there waiting to see when it gets up to the top so I can stop and I'm pu- I put the whole thing in and she's like no it's not there I said well it's first time so she she like gets up to to just look at the tree and there is water all over the floor and spreading like a fungus across <laughs> the hardwood floor onto the carpet and, oh no um, the tree stand was cracked on the bottom Oh, no. So we've got the whole tree decorated with a bad tree stand. How the hell are we going to switch it out? (laughs) It gets better. I'm not done yet. Oh, my God. (laughs) So Max and Tasha run down to Walmart in Falmouth, which is about a 15-minute drive, to get a new tree stand. And she sends me a picture of of a tree stand, and it looks great. It's nice and deep like ours, and it's wide, so it can, you know, hold a tree. So she comes home, um, and we somehow are able to lift the tree up without losing anything, get the old one out of the way, and put the new one in its place. 
and then we're tightening up the bolts. The bolts are not long enough. The base what? of the tree does not fit. It's too. It's a thin based tree. Oh, so the bolts spacers. all the way tied in. We got to get spacers now today. So we had to lift it out again, put it in the old one, put that one down to store it for the night. And today we're gonna f- fix it up. What a fun night! Oh my god. <laughs> That's why I greeted you with my greeting. <laughs> <laughs> Fix the null post. <laughs> you um, you you don't do Christmas easy, do you? <laughs> it was fun, but oh, was it? it? Up until that point, yeah, got to have the hot chocolate with peppermint vodka in it, and uh, it was yummy. And uh, I did some cranberry jello shots for the evening and had them in the fridge, and those were good. And you know what also isn't bad is hot chocolate with uh, butter shots. Oh, I'm sure those are very good. Butterscotch schnapps, it's phenomenal. Schnappies. Schnapps. Yeah, perhaps you could raise a glass of that today in honor of your favorite Star Trek movie having premiered 18 years ago on this very day. Oh, my God. Another anniversary. Insurrection. Oh, God, that's so good. <laughs> it's it's uh, so basically what we're saying is that all the star trek movies in the old days came out in december november for, for the december. most part yeah for the most part yeah yeah back before well, they knew to do summer blockbusters 2009 was the first one in a long time that came out in the summer if memory serves yeah wow that's a lot of anniversaries we've had yeah. several oh yeah huh all right Shatnermas, though. We got Shatnermas today. We've got a Mary Shatnermas. <laughs> I was watching the uh, the clips that you sent me with Sue last night, just shaking my head. <laughs> Aren't some of those awesome? Mm-hmm. There was one I was looking for for the condensed version. I couldn't find it. He was in a movie. I think it, I have to look up the dates on this, but I think it was between seasons two and three of Star Trek called White Comanche. And in it, he plays a dual role of a cowboy and a, a man who was raised by a Comanche tribe and their brothers oh who were separated. And I, I've got it. I mean, I, I found a, an old copy of it on DVD somewhere. I, I think I bought it on eBay, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And it is one of the best Shatner performances <laughs> of all time. If really? you're just rating it, on, if you're rating it on the Shatner scale. Oh my god, that's hysterical. Because there's the staccato delivery, <laughs> which he claims he doesn't do in one of your po- in one of your clips. I know. <laughs> two, two times over. <laughs> he's trying to sound like a man who was raised by a Native American tribe, and oh. then he's also got this sort of cowboy sorry cowboy swagger on the other side. Oh and at one point, I think it, I have to remember this. It's been a long time since I've watched it. Either the cowboy or the Comanche is captured. And they think is the other. I think it's the cowboy who's captured. And he's like, you've got the wrong man. (laughs) You've got the wrong man. (laughs) And I just want him to go, spunk. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only one I wish I could find a clip of. That's like a a Shatner staple. Oh, my God. I I should find a picture of him in that movie and put it in the album cover. Oh, yeah. I, uh. Another great one is Kingdom of the Spiders. I've never seen it. I've heard of it. Oh, you've never seen it? Nope. You, you have it. to. You have to. It's so bad. Oh my god! I've got a. I've got pictures of him up here right now, and one of them in his Comanche garb. 
<laughs> I might try to figure figure a way to get it in there. <laughs> uh, it's it's amazing. <laughs> That's great. If you've if you've never seen it, I think the whole thing is on YouTube. To be honest, um, somebody you know ripped it and put it up there. That's awesome. But uh, if you haven't seen it, it's well worth it. All right. You will just you will laugh. Have a drink in your hand. <laughs> you know you could play a drinking game. Yes, if you want to. But uh, it is well worth the watch if you, you know, as, as Shatner fans. That's hysterical. I'll have to check it out. You got the wrong man. <laughs> I see we've that could be a hashtag this week. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. This could be the last week was the longest outtake ever. This could be the longest. Outtake ever. <laughs> and they're all sad stories and Shatner funny. So it kind of balances it out. And there's another hashtag right there. <laughs> <laughs>